0: Nathan receives a prophecy that the Lord will have an an enduring relationship with David and his descendants. They will rule forever because they enjoy the Lord's favor. The first reading this morning comes from the book of Samuel. Now when the king is settled in his house and the Lord had given him rest from all his enemies around him, the king said to the prophet Nathan, See now, I am living in a house of cedar, but the ark of God stays in a tent. Nathan said to the king, Go, do what you have in mind, for the Lord is with you. But that same night the word of the Lord came to Nathan. Go and tell my servant David, Thus says the Lord, Are you the one to build me a house to live in? I have not lived in a house since the day I brought up the people of Israel from Egypt to this day, but I have been moving about in a tent and a tabernacle. Wherever I have moved among all all the people of Israel, did I ever speak a word with any of the tribal leaders of Israel, whom I commanded to shepherd my people of Israel, saying, Why have you not built me a house of cedar? Now therefore, thus you shall say to my servant David, thus says the Lord of hosts, I took you from the pasture, from following the sheep, to be prince over my people of Israel. And I have been with you wherever you went, and have cut off all your enemies from before you, and I will make you a great name, like the name of the great ones on earth. I will appoint a place for my people Israel and will plant them, so that I may live in their own place and be disturbed no more. And the evildoers shall afflict them no more, as formerly, from the time that I appointed judges over my people Israel, and I will give you rest from all your enemies. Moreover, the Lord declares to you that the Lord will make you a house, your house and your kingdom. Shall be made sure forever before me. Your throne shall be established forever. Hear what the Spirit is saying to God's people. Be God. The second lesson comes from the letter of Paul to the Romans. Now to God, who is able to strengthen you according to my gospel and the proclama- proclamation of Jesus Christ according to the revelation of the mystery that was kept secret for long ages it is now disclosed, and through the prophetic writings as made known to all Gentiles, according to the command of the eternal God to bring about the obedience of faith to the only wise God through Jesus Christ to whom be glory forever. Amen. Hear what the Spirit is saying to the churches. Thanks
1: be to God. The Holy Gospel of our Savior Jesus Christ according to Luke. Glory to you, Lord Christ. In the sixth month, the angel Gabriel was sent by God to a town in Galilee called Nazareth to a virgin engaged to a man whose name was Joseph of the house of David. The virgin's name was Mary. And he came to her and said, "'Greetings, favored one, the Lord is with you.' But she was much perplexed by his words and pondered what sort of greeting this might be. The angel said to her, "'Do not be afraid, Mary, for you have found favor with God. And now you will conceive in your womb and bear a son, and you will name him Jesus. He will be great and will be called the Son of the Most High, and the Lord God will give to him the throne of his ancestor David.' And this is the sixth month for her who was said to be barren, for nothing will be impossible with God. Then Mary said, Here am I, the servant of the Lord. Let it be with me according to your word. Then the angel departed from her. The gospel of the Lord. Praise, Praise to you, Lord Christ. We have this image of angels as kind of soft creatures. Um, We have been, several of us, to the, um, Harvester Christian Church to the journey to Bethlehem, and you sort of make the, the trip around the outside there and, um, all of the stages. And when you get to the, to the stable, um, off in the, in the woods there, the lights come on, and there's several young girls, all dressed in flowing robes with wings on their back, singing. That's our picture of angels. The angel that sits on the top of our tree is a woman in a long flowing robe um, with, with wings. But Gabriel, Gabriel was the general of God's army. Um, Gabriel shows up and is probably wearing armor and says to Mary, Hail, which is the greeting that one would use with Caesar. Um, no wonder she ponders what kind of greeting this might be. Why is there a soldier in my house, and why is he greeting me like Caesar? And then he goes on to say, you will conceive and bear a son, and he will be holy and called the Son of the Most High, and God will give to him the throne of his ancestor David, and he will rule over the house of Jacob forever, and of his kingdom there will be no end. And Mary says, wait, what, back up? I will conceive. How is this possible since I don't know a man? She hasn't heard anything past. You will conceive. And then he says, The Spirit of God will come upon you, and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. We heard in the Old Testament reading when David wants to build God a house, God says, All of this time I've been with you, have I wanted a house of cedar? I've lived in a tent. And remember, the people in the desert, whenever the Spirit of God would go up from the tabernacle, they would strike camp and set out. And the pillar of cloud by day and fire by night would lead them. And where it stopped, they would pitch the tent. And the power of God would come and overshadow the tent so that Moses would go in. And when he talked with God, his face would glow. He would come out and have to cover his face. So the angel is telling Mary that she will be the new tabernacle. The Spirit of God will come down upon her and the power of the Most High overshadow her. And then when we get to Luke's second volume, the book of Acts, he tells us that the church, the 120, were gathered in the upper room and the Spirit of God fell upon them with the sound of a mighty rushing wind, a storm, and flames of fire. The Shekinah, the glory of God, descends upon the church. So, what Mary is in the gospel, the church becomes later in the book of Acts. That is the tabernacle of God's presence in the world. No wonder she's a little bit upset. He tells her, You will conceive and bear a son. She's probably 14, maybe 15. She's betrothed to Joseph. The Old Testament rules say that if she's found pregnant with someone else's child, she can be stoned. You've got a soldier standing in your, in your house telling you these things. The first words on my lips are probably not, yes. And she says, okay, whatever you say. When we come to church, we tend to put on our Sunday best, and I don't mean our clothes, We tend to say to everyone that, yes, everything is great. Everything is wonderful. Nothing is wrong. Now, we know better about each other. We know that there are people unemployed. We know that there are marriages that aren't so good. We know all of the kinds of things that are going on, people probably with alcohol problems here in this very room. You never know. But we tend not to want to put that shame out there. Mary, precisely at the point of her shame becomes the bearer of God, becomes the tabernacle, the dwelling of God. We tend to think that if God is going to be with us, we have to do spectacular things. But Mary does a very small thing. That child grows in her womb, and then she nurtures it. And that becomes all of the things that the angel says. It's like going to an AA meeting. The people there say... First step, we admitted we were powerless. We admitted where our shame was. And then and only then did God become present in our lives. We think we have to do spectacular stuff. No, it's just really simple stuff. God will become present in our lives when we acknowledge those broken places and say yes. Amen.